Welcome to Talking Business Now. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. The story of Crazy Richard's Peanut Butter is a family story. It began in 1898 in Columbus, Ohio, with the oldest peanut butter company in the United States. Its most recent chapter began when the current owner, Kimmy Wernley, was six years old. Kimmy joins us on this episode of Talking Business Now to talk with us about bringing the country's oldest peanut butter company into the 21st century. In the short time since taking over the company from her father, Kimmy has merged two companies into one, overseen a major rebranding effort, embraced social media to create a community of peanut butter lovers, and embarked on a mission to make it fun to eat healthy and to use peanut butter to help alleviate childhood hunger. We actually um, give out at events or we send out to some of our favorite fans, we send out a squeezy bottle that, that's kind of like a ketchup bottle you might find at your favorite burger place on the counter, a ketchup squeezy kind of bottle, and we'll put our runny creamy peanut butter in that same kind of a bottle and you can use it to drizzle peanut butter all over your pancakes or your waffles or your oatmeal or your cereal and it, you can make um, fun designs with it, but also it's just really easy, it just comes right out and um, children love it. It really kind of gets people involved, and um, it makes it more fun. And food should be fun, especially healthy food. We should make it more fun instead of um, being afraid of healthy food. Let's, let's try to find ways that we can encourage the use of healthy food. We're talking business now with Kimmy Wernley, the president and CEO of Crazy Richard's Peanut Butter, the oldest peanut butter company in the United States, and what she's done to bring an old business into the 21st century. Welcome, Kimmy. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us about the company. I mean, yes, Crazy Richard's makes and sells peanut butter, but a lot of other companies do too. Why is Crazy Richard's different? I love that question because we really are so exciting because we have a secret recipe for our peanut butter and I'm going to share it with you and your listeners right now. Let's our hear secret it. recipe. <laughs> <laughs> we use one ingredient and it's peanuts. That's uh-huh. the secret. <laughs> one, one ingredient. ingredient. Okay. And so what does right. that mean? What does that mean for the peanut butter? Well, a lot of other peanut butters that you might traditionally find in a grocery store have a lot of additives to them. They have a palm oil or a hydrogenated oil, some kind of a a shortening or salt, sugar, other rapeseed oils, other kind of strange sweeteners. And most people just don't even know that. They think Mm. peanut butter is probably made with just peanuts, but ours literally is made with just peanuts. But we also buy a really high quality peanut, a peanut that tastes really good on its own. It's Mm -hmm. not old or dried out. It has a lot of flavor and it's fresh and we depend on that freshness because we don't add anything else to our peanut butter. So it is literally just peanuts. So is there anything in the way that you handle the peanuts or process the peanuts that also, in addition to just, you know, the freshness and the type that you select, that uh, also contributes to the wonderful taste? We roast the peanuts before we grind them up. We roast them and we do a lighter roast. I tend to think that a darker roast, if you roast the peanuts longer, then they can sometimes taste a little more 
like burnt, mm-hmm. like have a kind of a burnt flavor. Mm-hmm. But um, ours is just a light roast, and then we double grind it. So our peanut butter is extremely smooth and silky smooth. It's just, it's creamy and it's runny. Um, you can put it in your fridge if you don't like it runny, but if you keep it in your pantry, then it's, it is very spreadable and very Instagrammable because it's so pretty. So runny peanut butter. I've never heard yes. of such a thing. When you, so can it be literally runny? You can pour it that runny? You can. If you leave it in your pantry and it's room temperature, then it can be that runny. And in fact, we actually um, give out at events or we send out to some of our favorite fans, we send out a squeezy bottle that's kind of like a ketchup bottle mm-hmm. you might find at your favorite burger place on the counter, a ketchup squeezy kind of bottle. And we'll put our runny creamy peanut butter in that same kind of a bottle and you can use it to drizzle peanut butter all over your pancakes or your waffles or your oatmeal or your cereal and it, you can make um, fun designs with it, but also it's just really easy. It just comes right out, and um, children love it. It really kind of gets people involved, and um, it makes it more fun, and food should be fun, especially healthy food. We should make it more fun instead of um, being afraid of healthy food. Let's, let's try to find ways that we can encourage the use of healthy food. Crazy Richards has a long history. As I said, it's the oldest peanut butter company in the United States, but it also has a really fun story as part of that history. It's the story of the two Richards. So tell us about the company's history and the tale of the two Richards. (laughs) You're Richard the the third, by the way, right? (laughs) Yes, I am. I love that. That's so funny, the tale of the two Richards. So um, my father, whose name is Richard, he was an international business banker, and he wanted to be his own boss, and he wanted to move back to America and have his own company. And he was kind of looking for a reason to get out of um, international banking. And he um, was introduced to a peanut butter company that was based in Columbus, Ohio, by my grandfather. And it was a natural peanut butter company. The name was Crema, K-R-E-M-A. And that one is the oldest peanut butter company in the nation. And my father found this peanut butter company, and he decided to take a risk and put all of his savings into purchasing this um, failing natural peanut butter company and move his family with, when I was five years old, move us to America and um, run this natural peanut butter company. And very quickly after he was running this natural peanut butter company, he realized that um, hopefully natural products were going to become trendy. You know, that we didn't really know that at that time. Right. This was 30 years ago. But that was the hope that hopefully um, natural products would, would increase and more people would become concerned with the products they were eating and what, they were, what were the ingredients. But he also knew that he wanted to distribute um, and grow. And right at that point, he was really only selling in a couple grocery store chains. And it was expensive to get a new product, a food product, into a grocery store. It still is to this day. It's very expensive to put a new product on a shelf. You usually have to pay a big fee up front because the grocery store says they're kind of taking a risk by bringing in this new product. So you pay them a large lump sum fee or sometimes it's portioned out. Um, to put put your product on their grocery store shelves. 
Um, so my father was thinking, how can I kind of avoid having to pay all these huge fees because he was just a small family-owned company. Mm-hmm. He didn't have um, deep pockets like some of these larger organizations. And he learned about another natural peanut butter company in the neighboring state of Pennsylvania based out of Philadelphia. And that peanut butter company was called Crazy Richards, and it had been started by the original Richard Marcus. And he ha- was having some health issues and decided he needed to sell his peanut butter company. And since essentially the two peanut butter companies were one state apart and were doing the same thing, they were selling this single ingredient clean peanut butter, it made sense that my father as the second Richard <laughs> would purchase Crazy Richards and run both companies together. So that's exactly what he did. And now my father ran the Crazy Richards peanut butter company and Crema peanut butter company for over 20 years simultaneously and sold into different grocery store chains under the name Crema or the name Crazy Richards, depending on where you were shopping. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I came around and really moved up the ranks in our company and um, was about to take over the company, and I said, I can't be in charge of these two different companies that have essentially no difference. They're the same product, and we were um, losing money on shipping. We were losing money on production because we were trying to run with these two different brand names when, in fact, we could double our inventory if we had the same name. And marketing was a huge, Mm -hmm. huge, Mm -hmm. difficult process for us to try and educate consumers that the product was the exact same. And the digital age was all of a sudden upon us, and we needed to have a website, we needed to have e-commerce, and we needed to be able to get on social media, and it was just too confusing to try and market both of these different brands. So that was kind of my my pet project that everybody helped with, and we merged the two companies into one, um, completed that the summer of 2017. So now we are officially Crema Group Incorporated the DBA Crazy Richards. Huge butter. step, huge step. So mm-hmm. let's back up just a little bit and talk about yeah. the ascent of Richard III being you, as you're affectionately yeah. called, <laughs> at, at yeah. your company. Uh, you entered the business as a, a young girl working various positions. You even drove a forklift, as I recall. You know, but yeah. that's not really any different than a lot of children of entrepreneurs. And you have said that eventually something ignited in you and you knew because you'd gone off and done some other things by this time, but something ignited in you, and you knew your future was in growing the family business. So what was it that ignited you and took you toward the path of ownership and president of Crazy Richard's Peanut Butter? I think what it comes down to is the thought of my father selling this company to someone else Uh and it not being part of our family anymore. I just, I'm so ingrained in peanut butter and in our peanut butter specifically. I just, I I like to say that my veins run with peanut butter. Mm -hmm. I I honestly love eating it. I eat it every single day. I love talking about it. I love the industry. I love our farmers. And the thought that this wouldn't be connected to my family anymore, that is what really ignited me. And I I didn't realize that I was so passionate about it until I almost lost it. And when my father said, I'm thinking about selling the company, that's when I took a step back and and, um, really had to have a heart-to-heart with my husband and with myself and say, wait a second, this, this needs to stay in our family. This is what I love. This is what I know. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm very passionate about. And this is something that I need to see through. What time period was it when you actually took over as president? 20... Uh, I think it was 2006. 
15 or 16. Okay, so so it's only been a few years ago. And, and how did that transition go? I mean, you had obviously been working in the business and you had worked in all aspects of it, but you hadn't been president, you know, it's a, and an owner. It's a little bit different when suddenly you have that title and you have that power, uh, but with it comes, oh, I'm now also responsible for everything. Uh, so how did that transition work? Did he stay on for a little bit? Sure. I think that um, the best thing that happened was my father actually took a sabbatical, and he took a three-year sabbatical and served as a missionary for our church, and he went to South Korea. And when he left, that I had already taken over the company and was working on um, tying up loose ends before he left. But once he finally left the country, it was um, a very great opportunity for for me to jump in with with you know my entire body and know that I didn't really have to answer to him because I was in charge and mm-hmm. I kind of thought that when he was gone that I would call him all the time and get his advice and have him involved in all of our conference calls and I think neither of us really realized that the time difference in Korea the plus 14 hours was going to play such a huge factor into his um, limited ability to be involved but I couldn't have asked for a better transition and I think I have been to a lot of um, business meetings and and talked with lots of other um, entrepreneurs who are involved in family businesses. And that transition is always, always a difficult or a um, kind of uh, topic that we tread lightly on. And um, I think that I've, I, I can't even say that this, this has been the, the best case scenario. And while my father was gone, I changed everything. So he's home now. And when he came back, um, I said, you know, do you want a job here? Because <laughs> I'll, I'll interview you and you could come and work for me. And that's exactly how it has been. And he has come back and he still works for us and um, has been a great asset to the team. But uh, I was able to change everything and really make the business mine. So he no longer feels the pressure of um, the ownership and keeping in charge and being the answer of everyone's questions. Another important lesson is if you just as the owner of the business, so often owners think they have to stay constantly in the business and they won't take a vacation or they won't even go away for a long weekend. And therefore, if that business becomes an anchor around their neck and they start uh, disliking the business themselves, their employees never expand, learn and grow. And so I, I think a takeaway there is even if you're not in the mode of selling right now, as, a, as an owner, you just need to get away for a while and, and let the people that you hired run things for a few days or a few weeks, and you're going to have a better business because of it. And I can tell you that the people that have stayed with our company since my father left, which is almost everyone, and a lot of people are family, I think that everyone has grown tremendously by having my father leave and and allowing everyone to kind of fill in the gaps mm-hmm. and to figure out how they can really personally grow and contribute to the company and everyone is more invested personally as well because they felt like they were here during this transition and they were allowed to make these um this these strides and really grow and develop um individually so you're absolutely right kelly i love that thought you take the reins so to speak and as you mentioned you immediately decided that we're going to rebrand we're going to merge the two companies we're going to have consistent uh messages uh around the the brand. So how did social media help you create that new awareness? 
Um, social media has been a wonderful asset, I think, to our company and probably many others. But we have really been able to connect with our consumers. And that connection is where we can find answers to questions that we have. So now we have this great database of consumers and, and real true fans who, like you said, have been eating this peanut butter for decades. And um, one example is we had um, brought on a secondary supplier who was making our peanut butter for us. And the peanut butter, or the machine that they were using was so brand new that it was um, basically pulverizing the peanut butter, or all of the peanuts, in so finely, the runny consistency was a little bit higher Mm -hmm. than it had previously been. And we ended up... um, hearing from our customers who have been longtime customers and saying, you know, we don't actually like this. This is just a little too much for us. And so we switched and we no longer use them. And we wouldn't have maybe had that opportunity or that relationship with our customers if we didn't have um, this great social media platform. Now, customers could still call you and they could still send you emails, but that, um, that instant connection that we have with customers where they can send us a message and we can respond right away, or we can send out a poll and we can ask questions and we can get responses immediately. You know, do you like this color? Do you like this vibe? You know, I think that we've been able, as we've come out with new products and new flavors of our our newest product, um, we really have been able to hear directly from our our customers um, their preferences and take that into account. And I think that that also makes them feel more invested. They get to know us as people behind the brand. And they know that they're supporting our family. As we talk about our different family members across our social media platforms, then people become more invested in our company because they, they see our faces, they hear our stories, they know who they're really supporting when they make their purchasing decisions. And if they are going to spend 25 cents more on a jar of Crazy Richard's peanut butter than maybe a traditional brand, but they know that this is supporting our family and, and furthermore, our give back mission and yes, our program. Yes, the Healthy and, Kids uh, Happy Future Project. Yes, exactly. So we've been able to really talk about that and we've been able to share um, and get the community involved. So we've hosted different events where we will go to a um, facility that is putting together sandwiches for children for after school, or they're packing lunches for um, backpacks for weekenders or spring break. And we'll invite um, other consumers from the community, and we'll invite influencers to come and talk about it, and any fans of our peanut butter. And we'll have um, these fans that come and join us in these community service programs. And we could have never really reached out to our local community to host a service project and get the community involved if it weren't for our social media opportunities and, and our exposure. And, um, and it's not just about followers and likes. It's, it's really about building a community mm-hmm. and about having um, people that we can, can really connect with via our love of peanut butter. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit more about the Healthy Kids Happy Future Project. I know it's something that you feel very, very strongly about. Tell us what it is and why you started it. We have always been a company that has focused on part of our efforts around giving back and helping others. That's just been in the, the 
the grain of our company for years and years, but there really wasn't a, um, a mission statement and there wasn't anything organized that we could kind of hold ourselves accountable to. And so when I took over the company, I said, we need to just identify this and we need to put some words here and um, have a shared vision and value that everyone who's working here understands what we are really working for. And looking at all of the research about peanut butter and about those who are in need, um, it became very apparent that we had the answer to solve a lot of the problems that are facing uh, hunger in the United States and in the world. Peanut butter is the number one most requested item in food banks across the country. And there's various reasons for that, one of them being that peanut butter is pretty affordable and it's a protein source that's affordable. It's also shelf-stable. It's palatable for those that might have um, trouble eating. And, um, and most people like it. It tastes great. So it's kind of a win-win situation. So we know that peanut butter is, is needed in food banks, so we also have our own warehouse that's full of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to make sure that we are contributing to society and um, taking care of, of those around us? And we also know that the education component in America is lacking in um, nutrition education and information. And there are wonderful organizations out there that are trying to help change that, that are trying to get the message out there and teach children about growing food and about the, the appropriate way to eat and what food does for your body and how you need to make sure you're having breakfast and you have lunch in order for you to get through the school day and to have the attention that you need. So I think that all of these things together, we just decided that we wanted to kind of help in all of those aspects. And so we established the Healthy Kids Happy Future Project, which to us is our give back portion, where we are donating our time as a company and as employees, and we donate lots of peanut butter, sometimes um, money or whatever we need to do to help these different organizations that are already doing um, wonderful jobs. So instead of us just saying we're only focusing on this one aspect or we're only focusing on education or only focusing on on food banks, and we have this Healthy Kids Happy Future project where we have set um, our own personal standards and we go out as quarterly as a company and we'll serve in one of these different organizations and then throughout the year we're donating like crazy to as many organizations as we can um, to help promote awareness and education and obviously get our healthy and delicious peanut butter into the hands of as many people who need it as possible. You talk about healthy youth. So many kids these days have peanut allergies. I could go on and on talking about allergies. I'm very fascinated about this topic. And um, there is so much that we don't know right now that medicine is still discovering. But what we do know is that our bodies are dynamic our immune systems. They're always changing. So you can develop an allergy and you can outgrow an allergy at different points throughout your life. But the best thing that we know and that our research has done, and when I say we, I'm talking about the peanut industry in general, the American Peanut Council, all of the research that comes from American peanut farmers. We only support American peanut farmers. That's where we source our peanuts from. So we're part of this American peanut industry. And the industry in general has spent millions of dollars on research trying to help under understand peanut allergies and what is causing them and what can we do. And a few years ago, there was a groundbreaking study that was announced and that was accepted 
accepted mm-hmm. by the American right. Academy of Pediatrics that shows the study was called LEAP, LEAP, Learning Early About Peanuts. And the study proves that if you are withholding a peanut protein from an infant and a toddler until they're three years old or four years old or whatever the guidelines used to be, then you are actually increasing by up to like 90%, you're increasing the chances of your child developing that peanut allergy. With this research, the American Academy of Pediatrics has changed their infant feeding guidelines, and they now recommend introducing peanut proteins between four and six months of age, early and often. And if you are exposing an infant and a child to peanut proteins throughout their infant and child years, then they are so much less likely to develop an allergy. And that is going to help change the face of allergies in our country as we continue to spread this message. So it's, it's a fantastic message, and I really think it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the landscape of food allergies in general because other um, foods are now doing their own studies to see if that is relevant to them, whether it be a gluten or a dairy or an egg or a shellfish. But right now the study that has been accepted is because of peanuts. And so Mm -hmm. we are so excited that we can help educate parents appropriately so that they know that they can actually help prevent their child from developing this allergy. Now, it's not 100%. Not every single child will... um, definitely not get a peanut allergy. They're, like I said, our bodies are just different and they're dynamic and our immune systems are changing. So some, some children will probably still develop this allergy, but the percentage is drastically lower. One of your m- most recent announcements is that you uh, received B corporation status. Everybody is familiar with S corporations and C corporations, but B corporations are still relatively new. And that status can be, that designation can be hard to get. So tell us about why you decided it was important to go after that status. It's a little hard to walk around tooting your own horn, right? You don't want to walk around and say, our company is the best and we do everything great without sounding very boastful. And so we thought, how can we make sure that we are being accurate in what we are saying and that we are also having a third party come in and um, identify us as a company that is doing business for better. And that's what a B corporation is. They're doing business for the betterment of others and that they are really trying to help improve um, the world. So we found the B corporation and, it's, and it was pretty new when we found it. So there, there is still, it is still new and there's still a lot of people that are just learning about this, this third party authenticator, this certification company, but um, it is growing. And we identified them as one that would be able to come in and look at our company and look at our handbook and look at what we're doing to give back to the community and to the environment. And we could follow their benchmarks that they have set to see if we would qualify to become a B corporation. And so we thought that we were already doing all of the right things and that we were a great company that had a great mission and that really was trying hard to serve others. But we wanted to kind of put ourselves to the test Mm -hmm. and make sure that we weren't just thinking that that we were actually doing that and that there was a third party out there that could verify that as well. So we went through that process and it was a long and arduous process of um, checking off all of these boxes that they had set and making sure that we, and I, I say long and arduous because we had to have someone who spent a lot of time going through exactly. all of Exactly. It's, it's a rigorous, I right. know other companies who have achieved right. that, that designation and it is rigorous. 
Right. Well, as in getting probably any certification for your business, right? It just means that one person has to spend a lot of hours making sure that you have all of the right paperwork together, that you've got everything set up. So that was mostly what it was for us, was just kind of assigning out different parts to different members of our company to help us make sure that we had everything to um, kind of qualify for this. And the B Corporation, it is essentially just this third-party company that comes in and looks at your books and interviews you, and um, they call themselves the B Lab, and they'll send out people or they'll call in from their B Lab, and they go through their forms, and, and they've got a website where you fill out all of the different information and to see what your – they have a kind of a point system, like a grading system, to see how many points you have. And if you have a certain number of points, then you could qualify to get this B Corporation certification. And so that was um, what took some time from our end is just going through and seeing which ones do we have or which ones are we, are we lacking. And it, it really was a great opportunity for me to kind of dive into the business and see what this outside perspective, how they were viewing our company mm-hmm. and kind of this bird's eye perspective. Like what are we doing at our company that we think is great and where could we really improve? Something that everyone in the company is really proud of because it was difficult to get this certification. But we also know, you know, not yet do everyone, like do all of our consumers understand what that is. And that's okay. You know, for us, we're excited that we have this certification and that we can um, continually maintain this status of having this B Corporation certification and um, work towards the betterment of all. Talk to us about the future of Crazy Richard's Peanut Butter. Where do you see it going from here? Well, we just launched a brand new product, and it is a frozen peanut butter protein ball. And it is delicious, and we're really excited because we've kind of pioneered this new category in the grocery store of frozen snacking, healthy frozen snacking. So a lot of the snack foods right now are frozen uh, burritos or taquitos or chicken wings or something you have to cook, and it's frozen because we don't add the preservatives and the salts and the other stabilizers, so this product is essentially raw and um, you couldn't put it on a, a shelf because it wouldn't last because it's fresh. So um, we're really excited about this new category innovation and kind of launching out from the nut butter aisle. So we're hoping that this product um, takes off and leads us to innovation in other categories throughout the grocery store chains. And having um, a brand that's Crazy Richards that has these clean ingredients that you can read, that you understand, you know exactly what you're eating. There's nothing hidden in there, being very transparent about it, but food that still tastes good, that satiates you, that, you know, that fills you up, and um, that's ready to meet your lifestyle demands. Uh, You're definitely an innovative company. You may be an old brand, but uh, totally uh, innovative as as you look to your future. Tell us about where we can buy your products. They're available throughout the nation, but also online, right? Right. Online, we're on like Amazon and um, vitaminworld.com, but we also sell on our own website, crazyrichards.com. Um, this is if you ever shop on like the Instacart or one of those delivery options, we're on there as well. Um, but we're in most major retail grocery stores across the country and a lot of specialty food stores as well. We're trying really hard to make sure that we are visible and easy to find. So happy that you took a few minutes to come on the show and talk with us about your entrepreneurial journey and where Crazy Richard's peanut butter is headed. And I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. I appreciate you tuning in. 
tuning in to this episode of Talking Business Now. If you'd like to suggest podcast guests or topics or subscribe to Talking Business Now, please visit my website at interrobangsolutions.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-R-O-B-A-N-G solutions.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.